Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Terrible storms in the Metroplex last night as the Cowboys are whipping the Eagles 37 to 10. A tornado actually touched down in North Dallas and so many people out there without power. Uh, fortunately, I, I haven't heard of a single fatality from the storms, but uh, keeping everybody in mind today who who suffered storm damage, there's some, some bad stuff out there. Uh, Tyler Sagan's house, not the house he's living in, but the house he's selling, mm-hmm. was totally defaced. I mean, it looks like it's completely destroyed. The, so the one picture that was going, because uh, what was making its way around the internet was a before and after picture. Mm-hmm. And the after picture truly looks like uh, something out of Independence Day. Like there's all this darkness behind it and just the top of the house is removed. It looks like a movie. It does. Like I thought it was fake when I first started to surface and kind of make the rounds and I had to look it up and I was like, oh my gosh, that's actually it's, the house. It's after the aliens have come through and destroyed everything. Yeah. That's yeah. what it looks Spoiler like. Alert. And uh, and he, by the way, uh, you know, tweeted out, hey, we had already moved me and my dogs out of there. Everybody's safe. We're in a new house. Uh, apparently, did did Madonna own that house before? No, so that that's uh, the first house I believe he lived in, which is where Anthony Kim, the golfer, also okay. lived. And then oh, yeah. he moved into Madonna's house, I believe, after that. And then when he signed his new deal, he moved in this new house. You can see there's very few people that can afford these houses, so athletes just trade them. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, just devastating. And, and so I know, Ben, last night where your car was parked after the game was in the heart of the area that was destroyed. Yeah, so uh, I, I went to the game last night, and, and uh, I would, it was my son's 14th birthday, and all he cared about, he'd been asking since the schedule came out, is he wanted to go to this game. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's crazy expensive. I'm like, oh, what am I going to do? It's gonna, it's a school night. But he stayed true. It's like, you know, with your kids, if they only ask for one thing and they ask over and over and over, you're like, okay, he really wants to go to this. Right, right. He never wavered on what he wanted for his birthday. All he wanted to do was go watch the Cowboys-Eagles game. And uh, so, anyways, uh, I called a buddy who has tickets, and we met at his house, and he lives over off of uh, – Royal and uh, the Tollway, mm-hmm. kind of in that area. And so uh, I, we, I drove over there. My son and I met uh, over there, and then we got on a bus, a little mini bus, and went to the game with about 10 people on this bus. And um, it was incredible. So, mm-hmm. yes, my friend hooked it up. I was a cheap, cheap dad, but I made it work. We had some cool experiences and whatnot. But so we drove a bus to the game. Well, during the game, my friend starts getting text messages well, there's a little buzz in the stands. People are like, there's tornadoes in the Metroplex. We're like, what? Like, we're all drunk on Cowboys happiness, unaware <laughs> that any of this is going on in the world. Like, seriously? I'm like, are they going to come to the stadium? What would happen if a tornado comes to the stadium right now? Mm-hmm. That would be chaos. 100,000 people here. And uh, meanwhile, our friend starts reading his text messages. His wife's at home. They're holed up in a bathroom. Her and the dogs, they're scared. Windows are breaking. She peeks out and sees leaves and branches in the house and stuff like that. So Uh long story short, when we uh, came back, she was okay. But when we came back, we couldn't even get to my car. So I still don't have my vehicle. Whoa. And the fire department had blocked off all the streets to kind of get into that area. Isn't it also because of all the power lines everywhere? That's exactly why. Because basically it's pitch black. There's power lines everywhere, live wires. 
And if, you know, and there's giant puddles of water and moisture everywhere. And so there's a good chance that you could get electrocuted if you're just walking around trying to walk to your house. Because we got as close as 0.7 miles away from the house and we, we were just going to walk. And the fire department's like, no, you're not, you're not going anywhere. I mean, unless you have a team with flashlights, you're in serious peril just walking around. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I still haven't been over there to get my car, but it was. You know if it's okay? Uh, I, I I don't know if it's okay. They uh, his, his my buddy's wife had said she didn't think any of the cars were damaged, but I I don't know. I have I don't know. I have no way to know. I was gonna try to get there today, but uh, I had an Uber pick. I had to go home via Uber last night to Prosper Salina. That was expensive, and then an Uber today. And then there were so many streetlights out around here yeah. that it was just, so it was crazy. What about you guys? How, how did the storm impact you guys? Well, uh, we had we were hit by the second round. So the first round, you know, didn't lose any power, or anything like that. And you know, we're we're following it. And I was really more concerned about KT because I knew that he was right in line with what was going on at that point. And Allen, we were getting some rain or whatever, but it wasn't. We weren't on any part of the map that looked like it was going to be really bad. So I'd like to hear first what your experience was. Yeah, so I live off Lovers and Greenville, and you know I got the notification on my phone, and I was like, okay. So uh, basically, once I saw that the storm was by near Lovefield and then heading due east, I was like, okay, well, that's coming right at me. Now, I've been I lived in Dallas for ten years. It's it's a little different than living uh, out in the country where I grew up, where they're like, a storms coming to Archer City or Olney or whatever. You know, it's like, okay, the storm's coming. It's gonna hit the whole town. Here you can kind of really get specific on the street, you know, and the exit. And it was, I knew that it was just a touch north of me. It ended up being about two exits and maybe more up 75 north of me. So I walked outside. I've never met any of my neighbors at the apartment complex I live in. I walked outside. I heard a little noise. Heard some people outside. Game's on. And I see my neighbor across the street, uh, across the way. I had never talked to him. Hey, man, what's going on? He goes, man, my internet's out. I said, I got the internet on. I said, I got, I got the game on because he's wanting to watch the Cowboys. My neighbor? I, was like, I think it's north of us. As long as it doesn't dip south, we're fine. He goes, all right, I'm going to check on my dog, and then I'll just, uh, you mind if I come over and watch the game until I get my, you know, my internet going again? I said, no, oh, come on in, man. Never met or talked to the guy. He comes over. He's kind of jamming for a few minutes, and then I kind of realize he's looking around my apartment. Oh. <laughs> That's why I knew that. He's now, he might have just been, he might have just been like, man, this is a mess. This is a, there's a lot of crap everywhere. <laughs> But it was re- that uncomfortable thing where, oddly, right now I have two couches in my living room. Oh, because, no lawn chairs? Yeah, where's well, that? I don't want to take shots at a certain company, but a certain charitable organization wouldn't come take a bad couch out of my. <laughs> like, won't like it's because they didn't want to do the work and load it up on the trailer. The but sofa it's, army. It's not because they hated the couch. Uh, I don't. They they uh, identified a slight tear underneath a cushion, and it ain't it ain't enough. Like, right. trust me. Uh, a homeless person would enjoy my Hold on. couch. They don't deliver the couch to a homeless person. I think they do. Yeah. Well, no, why the would they just army? The, yeah, they're going to drop off a couch like at the corner of an intersection well, and say, "Here you go." I'm saying the the place wouldn't be picky. You would Im- right, imagine right. they wouldn't be picky about the couch. There's Agreed. A, there's a very offensive axiom that is beggars can't be choosers. Uh, right. Yeah. But in this case, they are. I've yeah. always said that. It's like the uh, the the Jimmy John's guy. That time you went to Jimmy John's and the guy complained about the sandwich you got him. Yeah. The homeless guy was like, you know, this, turkey imbalance. This is a decent sandwich. I was really looking for something better. Um, <laughs> I wanted chicken salad. Yeah. Um, so. This guy's in my apartment. Finally, he goes back. It's way, but it was it was a close call, man. Like it was, uh, I'm I'm lucky. My 
my neighborhood's fine, but I was two exits away. I mean, Walnut Hills, kind of where that hit, that Home Depot. Mm-hmm. God, oh I was imagine that Home crazy. Depot. Those employees had just left. By the wow. way, the, the closing you, shift, that's the worst place to be. That's around, like, WFA caught footage of a, it looked like a police officer and a liquor store had been destroyed. Did you and see it, this? And yeah, it looks we- it looks like the police officer is reaching in and grabbing bottles of tequila. Yes. Right as the camera's on him and a spotlight's on him. <laughs> and then he looks up and he sees the spotlight and the camera. And so he goes and places the bottles down. He's like, oh, I um I had reached in to save <laughs> to save these three bottles of tequila. And now I'm going to place them here in safety, away from the building. The reporter goes, here you see a police officer obviously trying to salvage what is left of these bottles of lick. Oh, okay, he's setting it down. It's a kilo bandit. Boy, did this get awkward. He set it on the side of the Dude. store. <laughs> I he set it down so lightly yeah. and he's looking back over his shoulder. Don't worry, guys, I saved the tequila. Right, it's like, well, what about the other thousand bottles in there are you not are you gonna take those to your house to save those as well waiting for a squad car for backup he's like no one's gonna loot this i guess i will i feel bad for the guy but it's like what um is his job in trouble now today or is did he set it down quickly enough to say hey i've rescued these we're good no because he had a good 10 seconds where he didn't know what to do and so he's (laughs) holding the bottles and he's looking and he's looking, and then he's acting like he's looking at something else. And he just kind of <laughs> goes over and sets him down. I was like, God, that spotlight is incessant. Can anyone make it go so away? <laughs> um, so I, th- I thought, so there was a second wave of storms. And mm-hmm. we got caught up in the second wave. And we had actually gone to bed, and the power had gone off. And, and, and then I was woken up by the sound of wind. I was the first one actually up, and I'm looking, and we go in the back. We have these Savannah Hollies that are at about a 45-degree angle. And I was like, ooh, that is not good, and then the window started vibrating. And so then, like, I got, and then my wife woke up, and then the alarm went off on my phone that said there was a tornado warning in our area. So the one closet that we have in the middle of the house where you can go has, like, 55 years worth of Christmas crap in it. So we have no power, and so I've got the flashlight, and I go, honey, go up and get the kids, and I'm trying to get all this stuff out of the closet, and I hear her upstairs arguing with my daughter, who's too tired to come downstairs. And so then finally, everyone comes downstairs, we get in there, and then right when we get and then my stupid middle dog, Maggie, who's peeing everywhere, won't get in the freaking closet. Uh-oh. I'm like, all right, guys, Maggie's going to die. It's you know, why, why would you want her in there if she's peeing right. everywhere? So we're all hunkered down in there except for Maggie. And then, is that the giant dong uh, dog? No, that's, circus dog? Uh, that's Bill Ghostbusting Ask okay, Murray. Okay. And he keeps jumping in Desmond's face and licking his face with that giant tongue that won't fit in his mouth. And so, anyways, we're, we're in there. And then my wife is looking at the storm chasers or whatever. And she goes, ooh, the tornado is pretty much right outside our neighborhood where the warning is. Like the coordinates they're giving is right outside our neighborhood. So we're in there. Don't really hear anything. I get out and I look, and the trees aren't moving at all. Like, it's deathly still. Ooh. And I'm like, that's tornado, right? Like, isn't that what happens right before it? Get back in the closet, and then the time passes. And so I get back out, and I'm like, well, I guess it never happened. This morning, we get up two blocks over. Trees are uprooted. A fence got knocked over. A brick wall. I mean, two blocks over. So I don't know if it was just straight-line winds or if there was actually ever rotation. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. 
That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Ah, yes. It's the Ben and Skin Show. 105.3 The Fan. Happy Cowboy Monday, everybody. Cowboys win 37-10. Over the Eagles, just beautiful. Don't forget tonight, Tank Lawrence and Robert Quinn are the special guests on the Miller Lite Cowboys Hour, hosted by Brad Sham, Taylor Stern, and our own Kevin K.T. Turner. That's at the Omni Frisco right there at Neighborhood Services. That'll be fantastic. Cowboys got a little bye week action. Everybody should be good to go. Again, the MVP of this one, Britt Brown, getting those Cowboys ready to go. Meanwhile, the Eagles, a ton of injuries, weren't able to suit up. So big, big W. For the Dallas Cowboys, we're going to be recapping it throughout the day. That'll air at 7 p.m. on uh, on the fan tonight. And also, I think it's great if anyone wants to hold Jalen accountable, they can do that at Fanniversary on Saturday at Texas Live. Right? Remember how mm-hmm. everyone was kind of mad at Jalen? Yeah, it's a well, good time to get his go, face. They can go get in his face at Texas Live uh, this Saturday <laughs> for Fanniversary. Because yep. Jalen Smith will be there. Chris Woodward will be there as well. Ed Belfour. Yeah, it's going to be a fun day uh, Saturday at noon to four. Guys, lit AF. Let's recap the NFL action. We'll go around the NFL action here, starting with the L.A. Rams of L.A. Beating the pants off the Atlanta Falcons. 37-10 was the final. Good God, the Falcons are 1-6. Matt Ryan, 16 for 27, only 159 yards, no touchdowns, an interception. And I'll be damned, Devontae Freeman still sucks. Seven <laughs> carries for 19 yards. Hope you didn't draft him, everybody. He got oh, kicked out of the game, too, for throwing a punch at Aaron Donald. How early in the game was that? Did he? Oh, I'm not sure. Was exactly. it during, like, hey, I'm tired of getting beat up, so I'm just going to get thrown out of this <laughs> game now? the Google. That might be the worst person to throw a punch at on the planet. You should pick him idea. up. Definitely in the NFL. He picked yes. him up. Like, yes, I saw it was that. nothing. Yeah, I mean, we had the story of the guy jumping in uh, – he sees Miles Garrett in traffic, and he goes, hey, will you sign this for me? And then he sucker punches him. Mm-hmm. That's a bad decision. Aaron Donald might be as bad or worse. Yeah. No, plus, I think Aaron Donald, like, Miles Garrett's a nice man. He writes poetry. Aaron Donald, I think, is just, I think he just chews on nails for breakfast. It looks like he threw the punch midway through the third quarter, so... Ben did not have potentially his fantasy guy going for the last quarter and a half of the game. I didn't start him. Oh, my man. I'm proud of you. I'll start anybody over him. He (laughs) sucks. (laughs) And now place your bets. Will Dan Quinn make it through the day? Well, I don't know what the rest of their season is, but what's the point? What's Dan doing? If I'm them, I just go ahead and ride this out and draft my Matt Ryan replacement. Already? Dude, he's... 34, yeah. 35. Interesting. And, and he what was are they? hobbled yesterday, too. They're 1 in 6 now, aren't they? Yeah. I yeah. mean, dude, they're, they, they're, things aren't going well. They need to think about, you know, and it doesn't mean just because you draft him doesn't mean you have to play him next year. You can do the whole Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre thing, but draft your guy and be ready to hand, the, hand it off when it's time. But Interesting. Man, the Falcons suck. Yeah, they are, let's see, 1 in 6, same record as the Redskins, second to worst team in the. Or for the worst team in the NFC. You beat the Eagles. Yeah. Guys, moving on to the next game. Cole Beasley's Buffalo Bills are 5-1 and one after beating the Miami Dolphins. This game is actually close. Yes. Uh, pretty incredible. Buffalo Bills uh, rallied from a five-point deficit to win that game, but it was uh, Micah Hyde returning an onside, kick for, an onside kick for a touchdown. That was shocking. That is shocking. Man, the, I, the Bills are smoking mirrors. They got a great defense, but that offense is butt. 
I mean, you guys saw that Dolphins team. Yeah. Is there any excuse to really be for the for a quote unquote what are they, one loss? They only have one loss to the Patriots, I believe. It's just like what do you expect out of Josh Allen, you know? Nothing. So for them to be five and one and an AFC that is now looking very, very open. Okay, so, so they got a good chance to make the playoffs. Cole had a touchdown yesterday. He sure did. We'll get we'll get to the rest of the AFC in a second. I don't want to jump the gun here, but man, hey God. Whoever I'll, I'll say this. The Patriots have never had it so easy. They've never had yeah. it this easy. What they're, well, I mean, like is that always. like statistically true? Yeah, I don't know that because I'm the Dolphins saying, are zero six, the Jets were one and four, and they play tonight. But then you have a five and one team in your division. They hardly ever have anyone close to them in I'm the division. About, I'm talking about the whole conference. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're going to say it here in a second. Do you guys think currently with Mahomes being out that Baltimore's the second best team in the AFC? No, but I think Baltimore can beat anyone because of Lamar. Okay. And I think the Chiefs can beat anyone once Mahomes is back. Yep. All right. Let's move on to the next game. The Jags defeat the Bengals 27-17. to uh, turns out the Jags didn't need Jalen Ramsey to, to get that dub. And huge loss for the Bengals. They have to be excited to get another L against a really shaky team. The Jaguars still holding on to hope. So they wanted the win. The Bengals wanted the loss. Banner day for both of those teams. They have to be really ecstatic with that outcome. Ooh, if you started Joe Mixon, 10 carries for two yards. He's been crushing it, you know. (laughs) It's not on him. It's an offensive line. Nah, he was great. Man, when when, uh, Bassick's DraftKings guy was throwing out, hey, we're going to put Joe Mixon into the lineup, I was like, no, we're not. I'm not doing that. No, I'm not doing that. Wow, shots fired at Bassick's guy. (laughs) I think Uh, his name's like, uh, he's got a crazy name. It's like, it's like Germain, Germano? Germain. It's not Geronimo, but it's not Germain. It's really disappointing that the Bengals and the Dolphins are going to play each other. I'm so hoping they tie. I want both of those teams to be 0-15 and 1. I think that would be great. <laughs> that would be great. I want, I want when the Bengals tiebreakers to see who's worse. When the Bengals and Dolphins square off, I want a 3-3 three to three tie. <laughs> or even better, a 4-4 four to four <laughs> Two tie. Two safeties. Yeah, I want a 4-4 four to four tie. I think that would be awesome. I'd like a 3-2 win. The next game on the docket, the Vikings beat the Lions 42-30. A lot of fantasy action in this. Matt Stafford, 364 yards, four touchdowns. Dalvin Cook. 25 carries for 142 yards and two touchdowns. Marvin Jones had four touchdowns in this game. Uh, pretty explosive offensive uh, little game here. Yeah, and the the Lions are starting to plummet. They're two, three, and one. Yeah, they're two, three, and one. And you know we'll talk about Chicago in a second. But that that division starting to have some haves and haves nots. And look, uh, Minnesota. As long as it's not a tight game. Kirk Cousins is going to be good. Minnesota. But if you get into the fourth quarter and it's within a field goal or a touchdown, he's looking for a defensive player to throw it to. Thielen got hurt, hurt his hammy. We'll see how that affects things going forward. Jared Sandler, you guys know Jared. Yeah. Uh, he had the hot opinion that he thinks the Vikings are the second best team in the NFC. You I, you could have gotten me on. This is Jared Sandler. You know what? No, I don't think that. He's a big Cousins believer, though, and has been. Yep. Uh, I'm more of a Cousins truther. But currently, they're a top five team in the NFC, right? From a standing standpoint or from a just looking at the team standpoint? Not just from the way that all the teams are playing. From a standing standpoint, they're, they would be the five seed right now. Is that the, it? The God, Cowboys, I thought they were five and two. From a, uh, yeah. 
Oh, well, I guess from a standing standpoint, I guess the Cowboys would be the five seed from from because the because well the Cowboys would be the four seed because the division from the standing standpoint. But yeah, what about the fifth, by the fifth best numbers? record in the NFC is Minnesota, and the, they have the highest point difference at uh, the second highest point difference in the NFC at sixty nine. Very nice. I'm well aware, Chris. Thanks. Craziness about the uh, Marvin Jones game with four touchdowns, three receivers in the Super Bowl era, only three have ever caught four or more touchdowns in multiple games. Oh, wow. Uh, one is Jerry Rice, the other is Sterling Sharp. And typically, if a guy catches four touchdowns in a game, his team wins. Previously, receivers were combined 34-3 and three in those four-plus touchdown games. Wow. Uh, in this particular case, Marvin Jones got the L and four touchdowns and did not tack, uh, rack up even 100 yards. What? Are you serious? Yeah. That's a crazy number. Yep. Uh, and then uh, let's go ahead and get to this next game. The next game on the docket is the Packers beating the Raiders 42 to 24. So let me get this right. Aaron Rodgers doesn't need his best receiver to go have the best game of his career. Some people are saying that's the best game of his career. He, he, what is it, six touchdowns he had or five? He, he ran for one, threw for five, yeah. and threw for over 400 yards. Did y'all see the. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and go on record as someone who's way outside of that loop that doesn't really know, but after watching a 15-second locker room clip, the Lafleur rogers beef has been greatly exaggerated. Yeah. Did you see that? Oh, yeah. No, it, it absolutely. It was well, it, it always was exaggerated. Right. Um, because they, they'd kind of made nice after the first couple weeks, and that's why I was nervous about the Packers. The first two weeks, really three weeks, they were having trouble moving the ball mm-hmm. uh, for all four quarters. Now they are. And now the Raiders are a bad defense, yeah. so I'm not jumping the gun. And the Packers got lucky to beat the Lions last week, so they're not world beaters or anything. But things are starting to click a little bit offensively. Tony Romo did that game yesterday. Okay. Was Romo and Nance, and Romo had a lot to say about the Packers. He Romo thinks the Packers are serious contenders in the NFC. They are. He had some great uh, things that were interesting. Uh, one thing that he said, I'm, I got a quote from from the broadcast. I want to read to you guys. He said, if you're LeFleur, what you're learning is I can call 35 passes and all different ones and not really turn the ball over very often. He doesn't have to pick perfect plays. You just get to pick this play up and then help him out, let Aaron read it. So basically what he's saying is LeFleur just needs to focus on calling first and second down plays mm-hmm. and let Aaron handle third down. And that's what I, I this is what I underestimated about the Packers. And this is when the Cowboys are at their best. The Cowboys are at their best when Pollard and Jarwin and Tavon Austin are supplemental pieces of the offense. Well, the Packers are using their other running back, Jamal Williams, and they're using Mercedes Lewis as a backup tight end just to get him in the mix, and they're throwing to the fullback, Dan Vitale or whatever, and they got the fourth, fifth, and sixth wide receivers just kind of filling in. They can hurt you in a lot of different ways. Okay, and that's kind of what Tony's overarching point was. They're going to be hard to stop once, if Rodgers and LaFleur keep growing, they're going to be hard to stop because of how many ways they can beat you. They're very difficult to prepare for. Yes, you you don't have to convince me that. All right, Ben, let's do the other NFL games later, but I want to do a quick exercise. You guys stop me when I've set a team that doesn't belong, okay? Okay. Okay. New Orleans Saints, Green Bay Packers, San Francisco 49ers. Uh, they're undefeated. No, they're right? fine. Did, they're they, fine. did they win yesterday? They did. Yeah. They won 9 nothing against the Skins, but they won. Okay. Uh, Seattle. Yeah. Okay, Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. All right. Um, Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. Okay, so I've just given you guys what? Oh, L.A. Rams. Yep. I wouldn't count them out. They're four so and three. I've given you guys six teams that are all contenders. Is That's there seven teams? You seven teams. So, and is is any of those teams significantly way better than any of the other teams I named? No. no. 
dude, that's the NFC this year. Be healthy, win the games you're supposed to win, and you got a chance. Yep. I mean, it's uh, it, it right now the Cowboys are kind of Jekyll and Hyde. Sure. Um, you know, right now the way I feel about the Cowboys after beating the Eagles, I feel like they're as good as anybody in the NFC East. Last week, I felt like Garrett should be fired, and this may be hopeless. That's true. But also, you know what, Ben? They're way the team that you saw last night is way healthier than the team that you've seen in a couple weeks. I and when the, the team is healthy, they can beat anybody that's either conference. I think the Packers and the Saints are above everyone else. Okay. And it's hard to discount the 49ers and, until they lose. They still haven't lost, so they're right there. And yeah. I, I wouldn't count Russ out, but I... You know, I, I feel like the Cowboys are in that mix depending on how they play, but I don't like I look at the Cowboys schedule and it's super tough, obviously. You got this game against the Giants, then you got the Vikings at home, you're at Detroit, at New England, Buffalo at home, Buffalo's five and one. That's Thanksgiving game. Then you're at Chicago, then you got the Rams, then you got Philly, who may be quitting or, or could be pissed off, or that could be a massive game for the NFC East. I don't worry about the Cowboys on in their opponents. What I worry about is, will the Cowboys beat themselves? Mm -hmm. I think they're good enough to be a true contender. The question is, can they get out of their own way? Yesterday, they got out of their own way. They destroyed the Eagles. Who could get out of their own way? They're as good as anybody. But I'm not worried about them going up against one of these teams in the NFC going, man, they're way better than the Cowboys, to answer your question. I feel the exact same way. All right, coming up next, how did Jerry Jones react to meeting Ben Rogers' family? We'll get into the action out on the field out at AT&T Stadium, and we'll do it next right here on The Fan. Bros, anniversary is Saturday, and it's free. Noon to 4 at Texas Live. It's going to be a bash. Uh, Jalen Smith, Chris Woodward, amongst others. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. We'll be out there having a great time talking sports, having some nice cocktails. Should be a blast. Would love to see you there. Uh, this report from Brad Townsend. Dwight Powell participated in non-contact part of practice but it's highly doubtful that he's ready for the season opener. We'll be ready for the season opener Wednesday. We'll have a very special guest in studio. We'll be bringing you all that information, but it should be a lot of fun. Mav season gets going on Wednesday. Question for you. Yep. Yeah, and I think it'll be Mark Cuban. I think I think Mark Cuban will be here eleven from 11 to noon whoop, whoop. in person on Wednesday. Whoop, whoop. Are you uh, – do you – seeing Luca and Porzingis play together, do you, do you think it's – I'm wondering the impact it's having on you personally mm-hmm. and the impact it's having on Mavs fans and then what it's having on the national media. Do you think it's making the Mavericks more of a favorite, more respected, or do people still think they're on the outside looking in? So uh, in the break, KT and I were just talking of eight riders at the Athletic. Only one had them making the playoffs. Um, I'm, I can honestly tell you it's I, I, it's hasn't changed me. I think I told you guys how high I was on this team uh, and I think that they can be a really good team and not make the playoffs. I think the West is that good. But I had a feeling that, or I had the sense that the way this offense would function. By the way, if you want to take the time to read it, there was an incredible Brad Townsend article yesterday in the morning news, an exhaustive article on Carlisle's offensive principles of flow that he used in 2011 or back. And they have the personnel to do the things offensively that they did in that championship season. Can you summarize it for us? It's the idea that the actions that happen in a game are more randomized based on the abilities of the players instead of making it's it's like guys playing advanced pickup. The way I describe 2011 is if you play pickup with the same group of guys every day for 5 years, you can go run a gym cuz everybody knows what everybody does. 
and you're familiar with, I know where that guy likes to get the ball, and I, he knows that if I go this way, he's going to go that way. We can play off of each other, and it's harder for defenses to sit on that because it's more randomized. It's paid off. It's read and react type stuff. And because Luca is a savant, and just like Jason Kidd was a savant, you can now implement those principles, and guys can make reads, and you don't just have people sitting on plays anymore. And so it's more randomized, and because it's more randomized, it's more difficult to defend. And it just puts guys in positions to succeed. It gets guys in space. It gets guys in their comfort zone. And defenses have def- decisions to make. Are you going to give up a pal dunk or a wide-open three? You know, it's it, it's very, very difficult when you have two weapons of that caliber on the floor. Everybody else just eats in a way different way. Now, are they going to defend anybody? We'll see. I think they're going to rebound. Uh, um, that's one thing, Ben, if you ask me what I've seen in preseason, I think they're going to rebound. I feel better about that. But I was very confident that they were going to be a top-five offensive team, and I think it's going to play out. So we'll and see. with cap space following this season to do something big if they if it's there? Well, the interesting thing will be, will they use their trade exception at the, at, the tra- at the end of January? Like, they could make a move in season if they really want to make the playoffs, and, and it materializes. We'll see what happens with injuries and things. But, um, yeah, they have the ability to make some moves, and then the following summer they'll have max space when they'll have Porzingis and Luka under contract for less than what Harden makes by himself. <laughs> That's not this summer, the following summer. So they're in really good shape. Stay healthy. They'll make a little run. Should be good. Should be good. Okay, what happened last night? All right, so last night uh, my son, it was his 14th birthday, and I, I mentioned this earlier all Max wanted for his birthday was to go to the Cowboy game on his birthday. Happy birthday, you old <laughs> He wanted to see the Cowboys and the Eagles play. And if you have kids, you know how it is. Maybe they want 20 different things, and it changes from week to week to week. He's been steadfast. Since the Cowboys schedule came out, he really wanted this. He really wanted to go to the game, but he just... You know, he really wasn't even asking for anything else. I just think it's awesome that a 13-year-old looked at the schedule before the season started. It's incredible. He gets updates on his phone, and he'll just come talk, give me sports updates constantly. He's way into it. That's great. And uh, he's super smart, and he's done really, really well in school. So I'm like, man, I want to do something nice for him, but I I, want to surprise him. I want to tell him, okay, I got tickets, but they're so expensive, they're in the nosebleeds. Mm -hmm. And so... We were going to go meet a friend, a friend of the show, a guy named Bennett, who is, uh, uh, we've had him, every day our show starts with his voice. Um, he helped us raise a lot of money. Ben and Skin, it's your game right now. <laughs> uh, for the uh, fallen officers who were ambushed and, you know, a massive charity endeavor there. He's involved in a lot of the different charitable things that we do, our buddy Bennett Glazer. And that was just a, an audio clip of just him standing in his kitchen. Yep, yep. And uh, so anyways, I called Bennett. Now, you know, I know Bennett has uh, tickets to the game, and, and it, the Bennett experience is unlike anything else. And so I'm like, I'm going to surprise Max, and I'm going to call my friend Bennett and see if uh, he's got tickets for this game. And so I reached out to him a while back, and he did. He had two tickets for us. So I told Max, first of all, I said, hey, we're going to – we're going to a friend's house to watch the game because I didn't want him to think we were going to the game. I was like, I couldn't get tickets. So we're just going to go to this guy's house to watch the game. And he wow, get, that's cool. And he goes, I'd rather stay at home and watch it. And I go, oh, I go okay. Uh, okay, well, okay. So we're going over there. I, they, they've got the best chips there, okay, son. You have to eat these chips. So, yeah, it was, it was a crisis situation. Uh, I had to audible. Like, okay, I lied. I have tickets, but they're not very good. 
and uh, the parking is so expensive. We're going to go meet at my friend Bennett's house, and we're going to drive with him to the game. And he goes, okay. Well, as it started getting closer and closer to the game, like we were having a birthday brunch with his mom. I mean, his grandma, my mom, their birthday is the same day. And we were kind of trying to tell him, hey, don't get your hopes up. The tickets aren't that good. And I could see he's a smart kid. Mm -hmm. I could see the look on his face. He's like, oh, I'll go along with this. I've seen your routine before, Dad. Uh, So, yeah, he had me figured out. And so, essentially, we go over to uh, Bennett's house, and he had a bus, and he was taking 10 people to the game. And but Max still didn't know what we were going to get into, and we, when you go with uh, Bennett, I, I think there's this. It's called ELP. There's the event level pass or mm-hmm. something, and it's you know it's this. It's like the Red Sea opens up, and you drive to the stadium and you pass all the traffic. You a separate lane opens up for you against traffic. Against traffic, it's just and coned, off. coned off, and then you go straight underneath the stadium. You park underneath the stadium, and you get out of your car and there you are you're 100 yards away from the field you're five feet away from the miller light club and as we were we had not yet gotten out of the bus and we looked out and we could see the players about to walk out on the field so the first thing he saw was dak and zeke leading the team out of the locker room to go and we're like what that's awesome so uh so we he still doesn't know exactly what all we're going to do but we immediately get escorted out to the field and so we're out on the field. The player warm-ups are taking place. The players are running right by us, and I'm looking at him. He is wide-eyed. Can't even believe what's happening. And uh, at one point, Orlando Skandrick comes over. He's got his helmet on. Oh, wow. And he gives Charlotte Jones-Anderson a big hug. And uh, he looks at Max, and he goes, Hey, you're wearing the wrong colors, bro. Hmm. And he runs off, and Max thought that was crazy that Orlando Skandrick was talking to him before the game. <laughs> So pulling the tank, Lawrence. We get we meet Stephen Jones, and so he gets to meet Stephen, and that was really cool. And he's like, you know, your dad, and I'm on that show with your dad, and I, of course, I and I am, and of course, we, it's very nice to meet you. We're gonna take he, you hunting with us, and we will. It couldn't have been nicer, and that was incredible. And my son is just floating at this point. Well, Bennett is also very good friends with uh, Jerry, and so we're just kind of hanging around, riding Bennett's coattails, and just staying close to him. And all of a sudden, Bennett is kind of a little off from us, and he's talking to Jerry. And Jerry couldn't be happier to see him, giving him a big hug or whatever. And Bennett waves us over. And so I'm like, oh, my God, we're going to get to meet Jerry. And here Max on his 14th birthday is going to get to meet Jerry Jones. This is Jones with the Cowboys. And so we walk over there. And uh, and before I could, I was I didn't know if Jerry would recognize me. You know, he's on our show every week, but it's on the radio. Mm-hmm. And we've met him before. But um, I don't, you know, he meets a million people, so I'm not going to presume anything. Before I can say anything, Bennett is introduced. Hey, this is Ben from Ben and Skin. You're on his show every week. And he's brought his son to the game for his birthday. And Jerry couldn't have been nicer. And he immediately starts paying attention to Max. And it was so genuine, so authentic, just so wonderful. And he goes, you know, Max, your daddy does a very important thing. Uh, he makes sports better. We, <laughs> need, we need your daddy doing what he does because it really helps the Dallas Cowboys when he's there talking about sports, good or bad. It helps to have your dad doing his job, and he's real good at his job. Wow, that's awesome. And I, I was like, what is happening? It was so nice of him. And we took this picture with Jerry, and um, Max is you know just staring at Jerry. Jerry's staring at the camera, and Max is staring at <laughs> Jerry and one of Jerry's our glowing. One of our listeners was like, I want anyone to stare at me the way Ben's son stares at Jerry. Uh, and it was just really cool. So, you know, and then and then on top of that, you know, we were able to go watch this victory, which was not expected at all. We were right. expecting to see the Cowboys get their tides, 
you know, their hides tanned. And uh, I think it ended up being a fantastic birthday, man. I he, can't imagine a better birthday. I can't imagine either. If that's what he wanted to do more than anything, he to just, go to that game? Yeah, it's what he wanted more than anything. And yeah. he got to go get the amazing experience, got to shake Jerry's. I put it on my Instagram. It's at Big Ben Rogers on Instagram. But um, I'm going to follow you. What is that? Big Ben Rogers, at Big Ben Rogers. Go ahead and give me a follow there. Um, we'll see. Would. But uh, it was really special. He's a good kid. You know, he's he's multiple. Uh, I think he's got three or four classes he takes that are pre-AP. He's got like a 99.4 average. Wow. Uh, it's stupid. And he doesn't ask for anything. He's one of those kids that just doesn't ask for a lot. But he really wanted to go to this game. They got that beautiful mother. And mm. yes, they do, yeah, Jerry. He knows. And Jerry, Jerry didn't mention anything about that. He hadn't met Cat yet. Oh, he's mad. But man, it was really special. And what I would say is, and we, we say this all the time, if anybody out there, even if you're not a Jerry fan, if you ever get the chance to have a beer with him, have a simple conversation with him, you'll walk away loving the man. Couldn't couldn't be a nicer dude. Well, really awesome experience. I'm looking at the pictures right now. Very cool. At what Big, an exciting time. I know, Jerry. At Big ah. Ben Rogers. And if you're so inclined and you want to see the man behind the voice, the first picture Ben posted, Bennett is the guy standing right behind Jerry. Yeah. If you'd like to get a good look at old Bennett. Rosie's in there, too. And I'm getting a lot of negative fallout for the color of my pants. There's these Nike golf pants I really like. Yeah, those are bright peach. Well, they're... they're it's they're they're khaki, Orange. but they're a bold khaki. I see and some pink in those. Some people say that they're yellow. They are not banana pants, sir. <laughs> are those? Sirs. Yeah, those are banana. No, pants. they're not banana pants. Move, banana you call pants. those pants your hammock? I, I, have, I, have, I see a banana hammock. I'm getting destroyed for those pants on uh, social media, but I think they're fine. Well, they just don't match anything else you're wearing. <laughs> Uh, You're colorblind. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> it's the Vintage Kid Show 1053, the fan. Thanks for rolling with us. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.